Before we get started on today's episode, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. If you're interested in starting your own podcast and you're not sure what platform to use, look no further than Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast today, and it gives you everything you need for free. You can edit your podcast, create artwork, and import your own music all from your mobile app. Another great feature of Anchor is that you don't have to worry about understanding how the RSS feed works and all the other technical difficulties that went into making a podcast back in the days. All you have to do is record your podcast and Anchor will send your episode out to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and others. If all that isn't enough, Anchor also gives you the opportunity to make money off your podcast. With no minimal listenership, you can start making money today by using ads. So this is what I need you to do. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's going on, everyone? It's your boy E here. Welcome to the Proverbial Life Podcast. This is a podcast that encourages Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. Sit back and ride with me for a second. It's the proverbial life. It's the proverbial yeah. life. It's the proverbial 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 life. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Proverbial Life Podcast, a podcast where we encourage Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. On today's episode of the Proverbial Life, this segment is called Proverbs with Edwin. And we're going to be looking at Proverbs 28. And we're going to look at several verses in Proverbs 28. I want to read verse 4, verse 5 verse 7 and verse 9. If you see here on the screen, I have the English Standard Version, and then I also have up the New Living Translation. And I don't use the New Living Translation, but when I go back to it, I find that it's just helpful for me. Uh, So let's take a look at verse 2. I'm going to start off in the English Translation. It says, the English Standard Version, it says, when a land transgresses, it has many rulers. In fact, sorry, let me go down to verse 4. Verse four, those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law strive against them. Okay, so now we see here, verse four, it says uh, to reject the law is to praise the wicked. To obey the law is to fight them. Okay, so to reject the law is to praise the wicked. To obey the law is to fight them, is to fight the wicked. Going down to verse 5, English Standard Version says, Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. Okay? New Living Translation says, Evil people don't understand justice, but those who follow the Lord understand completely. Very similar. 
All right. Verse seven, it says, though, uh, the one who keeps the law is a son with understanding, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. Interesting. But the companion of gluttons, okay, shames his father. Verse seven here, uh, it says, young people who obey the law are wise. So young people who obey the law are wise. Those with wild friends bring shame to their parents. And verse nine, if one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. All right. And then uh, here in verse nine in the NLT, it says, God detests the prayers of a person who ignores the law. All right. So as I was looking at these verses, reading the proverb uh, for today, these verses on the law really stood out to me. And so I just wanted to address the issue of God's law here. And with specific context to all that's taking place with George Floyd and all that's taking place in Minneapolis and the looting and all that, right? I wanted to make some comments on that, but from this, these texts, okay? So as we look at this text, the first thing I, I think we need to define is this idea of lawlessness, because we see that uh, there is a certain way in which one is to acknowledge God's law and the the opposition to that acknowledgement is the opposite of adhering to the law, which is lawlessness. So that's what I want to define. I want to define what is lawlessness. And then I want to take I want us to consider some things following that. So let's get to a definition. What is lawlessness? Lawlessness means to live as if there were no law. Okay, so to live as if there were no law or to live without law or to live outside of the law. Okay, so lawlessness, law, lessness, right? So to live without law. Okay, uh, it's uh, antinomianism to, to, to live lawlessness, to, to live as if there were no law, to live as if God did not give a standard. Okay, which by definition in the rejection of God's standard, you create another standard, right? And that standard is arbitrary based on the whims of the one making the laws. Okay. So we talk about lawlessness is to live as if there is no law. Now, what does the word of God say pertaining to the law of God? Okay. Well, we know in Exodus chapter 20, God gives his law to his people as a holy standard. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not covet. You should have no other God before you. Honor the Sabbath day. Uh, um, you know, honor your mother and your father and the Lord. Uh, keep the Sabbath day holy, rather. So, so we see God's law is his holy standard for his people. It's the 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 ground, it's the foundation upon which they are to 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 live and it is a reflection of the nature and the character of the holy god the only one god so we see that the law represents god's holy standard but the, the second thing we see is that the law of god is good okay romans 7 verse 12 paul says so the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good 
So the law of God is good. Now, men use it and twist it and abuse it, but that doesn't take away from the original truth that the law of God is good. Okay. The law of God is holy. The law of God is righteous. Okay. So if we have any other view uh, opposed to this, then we need to alter our view. The word doesn't need to alter. Okay. So, so we need to agree with Paul that the law is holy. We need to agree with Paul that the commandment is holy. We need to agree with Paul that the law is righteous. And we need to agree with Paul that the law is good. Okay. That being said, we should also be delighting in the law of God. We see this in Romans chapter 7, verse 22. Paul says, For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. We see in Psalm 119, the writer of that Psalm, David, goes on and on and on about how beautiful God's law is. In fact, I'm going to pull that up again. I'm going to pull that up real quick because I think that is worth just taking a quick survey on. Okay, so Psalm 119. Uh, and let's just pick a spot, right? Let's just go with, uh, you know, let's start at verse one. It says, blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. So those who walk in the way of the Lord, they're, they're blessed and their way is blameless. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but who's, but, but walk in his ways. Um, again, verse four, you have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently and on and on and on and on and on. Verse nine, oh, go back. Verse nine, uh, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Okay. Um, I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are those, verse 12, blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. Okay, so all this is going back to the word of God, the law of God, his holy standard is righteous, it's good. Uh, verse 17, deal bountifully with your servant that I may keep that, that I may live and keep your word, right? That I may obey your word. Open my eyes, verse 18, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Okay, so, so David goes on and on and on. Uh, verse 21, you rebuke the insolent, accursed ones who wander from your commandments. Okay, that is a lawless person. The one who wanders from his commandments. The one who lives as if there is no law is the one who wanders from his commandments. So that being said, we want to look at the definition of sin, right? Because that person is sinning. So the Westminster Confession of Faith gives a definition of sin. And the question is, what is sin? Sin is any want of conformity unto or transgression of any law of God given as a rule to the, to the reasonable creature. So sin is any want of conformity unto or transgression of any law of God. Okay. Now, when we talk about the law of God and it being delightful and it being good, we understand that as Christians, we are not called to keep the ceremonial law because Christ fulfilled that in his death. OK, so we're not advocating to uh, seek to keep the law in order to be made right with God. It's because we are right with God that we desire to keep the law and we delight in the law of God. But the law of God does not justify us. Okay. Now, 
but but there there is there is a, an obligation for us as Christians who have new hearts, who are new creatures in Christ to obey the law, to obey the law. So what is the moral law? Now we know there's the ceremonial law, there's judicial law, there's moral law. Uh, and, and I believe that we are commanded. There's the general equity of the law where we see what the law of God says, even in its ceremonial aspects. And we apply the general equity of those things. Um, and even in, you know, pertaining to uh, civil law and things of that nature, we, we, we don't we don't keep the ceremonial law. Those were fulfilled in Christ. Uh, but the judicial laws, uh, we, we, we apply the general equity of the law. But when we look at the moral law, uh, the moral law is binding on men today. OK, and I want to read you again the Westminster Confession of Faith definition of the moral law. And this is question 93. And this is what it says. It says the moral law is the declaration of the will of God to mankind. So the moral law found in the Ten Commandments, and it isn't just limited to the Ten Commandments because uh, the book of Deuteronomy and all these uh, and, and these case laws, they actually are applications of the moral law. Right. So so they're actually teetering out what the Ten Commandments are saying. Okay, so the moral law is the declaration of the will of God to mankind, directing and bonding everyone to personal, perfect and perpetual conformity and obedience thereunto in the frame and disposition of the whole man, soul and body. And in performance of all those duties of holiness and righteousness, which he oweth to God and man, promising life upon the fulfilling and threatening death upon the breach. OK, so if you obey the law of God, you will be blessed. If you don't obey the law of God, you will be cursed. OK, so what is the end result of lawlessness? We're going to take a look at a couple verses here. Uh, I'm going to read some verses to you. You can look them up, but a couple verses here that we need to consider. So the end of lawlessness is the heart of man becomes cold. The heart of man becomes cold. Now, with that being said, the reason why I thought this was fitting for today's proverb, one, it's in the text for the day, but secondly, it's fitting because of all that's taking place in Minneapolis. As those of you who know, uh, Greg Floyd was murdered by cop by by a cop. His his knee was in Greg Floyd's neck, and he was killed. Ultimately, killed. Uh, and so we see an aspect of lawlessness from law enforcers. Okay, we see there was no due process. There was no trial. There was no, um, you know, gathering information and seeing, you know, whether this man was guilty. And, and even if he was guilty, uh, there was no there was no murder that he committed. Uh, and so there was no life for life principle here. Uh, and so we see that this is an injustice. This is an injustice. Excuse me. This man was killed. Right. And regardless if he was killed in the street or not, but he was killed in the street. So there's multiple witnesses. So justice would call for these men's lives. Those who purposefully and actively killed Greg Floyd, right? Life for life. 
that would be justice okay so now that being said that's one end of the spectrum right so think of it as a bookmark that's one side of the bookmark but on the other end of the bookmark is those who are looting the streets those who are going into um, AutoZone and those who are going into target and those who are destroying other people's property that is not theirs that is thievery okay that is uh, not honoring to God and it's not honoring to your neighbor, right? It's not loving your neighbor as yourself. So there is an aspect of lawlessness on that end as well. And so both ends of the spectrum from law enforcement in this case and in the looters on the other end of the bookcase uh, of the bookmark, both are committing lawlessness and a transgression of the law of God. Okay. And in the middle George Floyd's life is taken away from him. And even, even the actions of these two ends of the bookmark are not representative of his life and his, and what he would desire. Right. Uh, and ultimately what God would desire because God is the ultimate standard. So, so a God and his law is the ultimate standard. So when we look at this, we think about what is the end of lawlessness? The end of lawlessness is this, Matthew 24, verse 12, the heart of man becomes cold. Matthew 24, verse 12, it says, and because lawlessness is increased, again, lawlessness to live as if there is no law, to live outside the law, the love of many will grow cold. Okay. Now, obviously Matthew 24 has a context, but the point is, is that the lack of lawlessness, the lack of God's holy standard results in the coldness of man's heart. Okay. The non-responsiveness of man's heart. Okay. Because there is no standard. There is no ground upon which they submit themselves to a, 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 an authority that is above them. And in essence, they are a God unto themselves. And they don't recognize and acknowledge the one who rules and reigns over them. Okay. So there is a coldness, right? Next thing we see, another end result of lawlessness is men commit the worst of evils. And we see this displayed in Acts chapter 2, verse 23. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. So when people live as if there is no law, there is no boundary to the kinds of sins that they commit, even the worst of sins in the murder of the son of God. Okay. Now, the next thing we see is those, uh, another end result of lawlessness is those who love to sin are described, right? So this is a description of those who love to sin. First John chapter three, verses four and six, it says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. So to love your sin and to embrace your sin and to live in that sin and to be characterized by a sinful lifestyle is someone who practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. And you know that he appeared in order to take away sins and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Now, I want to point out, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning, okay? So no one who 
professes to be a Christian, who professes to love the Lord God, right? Who professes to be a new creation in Christ. No one who does that, sorry, kill this ant here. Um, okay. So no one who does that, uh, who, who, who pursues that kind of lifestyle, uh, they don't love the law of God. They are lawlessness, right? They are law. They are lawbreakers. They live as if there is no law. So now that being said, what is the end of the matter? What is the end of the matter? And the word of God tells us what the end of the matter, what is the duty of man, right? Uh, what is the chief end of man? Chief end of man is to enjoy God. No, is to, is to, uh, what's the uh, chief end of man is to love God and enjoy him forever. I've, not rolling off the top of my tongue. Sorry. I should know that. But um, the end of the matter is this, and this sums it up. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, 13 through 14 it says, The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God, keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man, verse 14, for God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. Okay, so the end of the matter is this fear God and keep his commandments. And when we look at Proverbs 28 and we see the actions of those who do not love God, we see those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law strive against them, the wicked. And so we see justice would have us speak truth according to God's standard. Justice would have those who are breakers of the law to receive the due punishment for the crimes that were committed. Justice does not smile at the face of injustice, but we need to rightly define what is justice because there are times when someone screams justice, but their practice is actually enforcing injustice. Well, that's all for today. I hope this was encouraging to you, challenging. If you have any questions, please leave your comments behind on YouTube at The Proverbial Life. Also, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please consider to do so. Subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, share this video. If you found this helpful, leave a comment behind. If you want to dialogue, we continue that conversation. Also, you can find me on Patreon at The Proverbial Life. If you want to contribute one month, uh, $1 a month, I would gladly appreciate it. Also, you can find me on Facebook and other social media platforms. On Facebook, it's Edwin Ramirez. I also have a Facebook group, The Proverbial Life, and on other social media platforms. My name is Fan Into Flame. Two E's at the end. Till next time, this is The Proverbial Life, Proverbs with Edwin, a podcast where we encourage Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. Grace and peace.